0: Listener Production. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of That's Enough Already. I'm Michelle Carlson, and this week I'm chatting to good mate of mine, Siraj Kolokar. Now, Siraj has just come back of Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane Comedy Festivals. Very successful run. You can check out more of his stuff on his socials. We're talking about how good it was that he got to work with Melissa McCarthy, and one day too I will work with her, or she'll play me, I don't know, in a movie of my life. Why he thinks there should be a universal safe word for dickheads, which in my opinion is genius. Uh, I thought it was a headbutt to the forehead, but no, we can work on a word. The hilarious difference between Indian schools and Australian schools and the most hilarious story about his family moving to Australia and not believing in green apples. I told you it was juicy. Shh, that's quite enough. Oh, just, just shut your mouth. I
1: don't give oh, a for It shush, please. Uh-huh. Yes, I can hear. Down, but please. I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up.
0: Saraj, how are you, my friend? Where
1: are you? Oh, I am in Melbourne, in South Bank. I'm halfway through my festival run, my first festival. Oh, well done. Yeah, exciting times, exciting times.
0: What year did you start? Uh,
1: 2017. So I'm six years in. So still fairly fresh.
0: In the beginning, it's like you get a meal and a drink, and so you do four gigs, and like that's why all comics get fat the first year. Oh, Because yeah. we're not paying the rent. Yeah. We're just getting free meals and beer, and <laughs> it's like if you get four a night, then you have all four of those meals because you don't know when you're going to gig again.
1: Hundred percent, and you starve yourself from the morning so you can take yeah. full advantage of that meal. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I look
0: up their menu sometimes before I go. I'm like, oh. There's going to be, there's steak at this place. You know, it's not just pie and chips or fish and chips because you get so sick of fish and chips. I can't even tell you the last time I had that (laughs) because in the beginning, it's like every meal you have is a fish and chips, fish and chips, fish and chips.
1: And then if they're like, oh, we didn't sell enough tickets, the gigs canceled. It's like, but I'm still getting my food, right? Like,
0: Am I still getting that Melbourne bitters or what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll come and sadly just eat and drink alone in the pub. That's fine. But please don't take the meal away from me.
0: Yeah. Like, I'll I'll work there for a little bit. Like, any kind of of, um, income will be good. Hi. um, We were just talking before about when you, because you're staying at a mate's place. Yes. What is the setup? Like, do you have your own room at the mate's place?
1: Yeah, yeah. I have my own room, so it's nice. And it's South Bank, so it's right and close. The tram, as you said, right here. Yeah. I'm I'm spoiled for the tram. When I go back to Sydney, I'm going to miss that. But I'm not going to miss the freezing. Oh, my. Because I grew up near Mumbai, right? Yeah. So the oh, reason yeah. my dad picked Brisbane to live in, he pulled up the temperatures and he picked the hottest place he could find. Yeah. That had offered him study. So yeah. that's one thing I'm not going to – I only brought one jacket, rookie error.
0: Yeah, a rookie mistake. Like Melbourne, even in summer, Yeah, Melbourne will give you trust issues because on the one day it'll be 30 degrees and then tomorrow it's 12. And yeah. you go, wait, what? How the <laughs> fuck does it change that quickly? Or in the morning it's nice and sunny like right now. I look out the window, it's nice and sunny. I don't trust that shit. Oh, no. It could be snowing this afternoon <laughs> or they could be doing burn-offs and a flame can get me. Like, it's just <laughs> like Melbourne weather is like your ex-girlfriend all over the fucking joint. No one knows what's happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mental as shit.
1: Absolutely.
0: I think four Melbournes, so I was couch surfing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was—it's not great, like, yeah. Because you're not in charge of anything that happens in someone else's home.
1: Absolutely, you
0: can't. You know, they organise shit, like. Um, like the plumber you, that was just yeah. there yeah Yeah. when you logged on there was a man there and i was like I, if you, if this is a, a female um person that i was interviewing uh i'd go are you all right yeah. blink twice yeah, because yeah. there was just a man right behind you real close talking to you <laughs>
1: yeah the whispering in my ear was just pro bono i think he was doing that for yeah. free but yeah. um yeah 15 minutes before we get on uh Guy knocks and he's like, plumber, here to fix the thing. And then just all these sawing noises, all this chaos, there's drills. I'm like, he's taking half the thing out and in the door slamming. I'm like, this is going to be a nightmare audio wise. But to his yeah. credit, in 15 minutes, he knocked it out. He's nailed it.
0: Yeah. Well, bless him. I had the same last week. Nothing like I was without heat here and I thought the guy says, there's an issue with the heating. And I thought, that's fine. It was 25 degrees and then the next day we had that uh, 12-degree day. So then I said, oh, we're going to have to get it fixed. And then he booked it in for the day that I had four podcasts to record. I was like, (laughs) "Uh." They go, we're just going to need to remove a bit of the ceiling. I'm like, What? Just fix the heat. Can't you switch it on and off again? Like, isn't that
1: how it works? He was like- making al fresco. He was giving you a little... <laughs> yeah. He was making you a sunroof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anytime I see... Like, I was in a mate's house that had, like... It looked like a light, but it was just glass that went yeah. into the sky. Like, what are you, James Bond? Like, what the fuck? And also, it's such a regular house otherwise. Yeah. It's like putting in a really nice stereo in a crap car. Like...
0: Yeah, Why which you they doing- do in
1: Brisbane. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. that's how you get your stripes yes. in Brisbane.
0: I <laughs> know. <laughs> I'm always amazed. I'm like, oh, you can hear it come. Oh, shit, it's still a Mazda 3. <laughs> I, Siraj, I, um, I worked with you on a TV show yeah. a few months ago, Patriot Brains, and then when you showed up, because now you've got a beard
1: so the way the way I got it and the way I kept it, I'll tell you the story no, of that, right? Because um I auditioned for this um show on uh, Netflix, um, God's Favorite Idiot. And' With Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, that's right. And I auditioned for it, and then for months, I didn't hear anything. And when I auditioned for it, I had a bit of a beard, just from like, you know, a, I thought, let's grow a little bit of beard out. But then I'd shaved, okay? And then months later, after I've shaved, I get a call, uh, my agent going, hey, by the way, remember that thing you auditioned for? Yeah, you got it. And at first, I'm over the moon. Second, I'm like, how soon do they need me? Because I'm not the same guy. As you said, I rock up yeah. on set, clean shaven. They're like, who's this child that's wandered in here? Yeah. Where's their yeah. carer? You know? So I was like, okay, how long do I have to regrow the beard? He's like, oh, there's like three months. I was like, perfect. Because this hey, takes God. like a week, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that was the uh, show where... When I got on set, because part of it was doing stunt work. So I did a week of stunt training for this fight sequence that I have with Melissa. And I lose the fight, which is, you know, bullshit. Plot armor. yeah, Yeah, Yeah. can't believe it. Uh, But they had one section of the fight, uh, which a stuntman was doing, which is this massive flip thing, right? And, you know, the trained stuntees, they're the best. They spend like decades training this. But seeing this super in-shape guy put on a fat suit to play (laughs) me was so demoralizing. I'm just sitting there and he's struggling to get into the fat suit and then he's putting on a fake beard. They they took 30 photos of my beard from each angle and these Netflix makeup people spent a lot of time and it looked exactly like my beard and they put it on his face and he gets in this fat suit and then watching him try to eat... Like in the fat suit In the beard I'm like Welcome to my world, mate Like yeah, That's
0: just called Wednesday Yeah,
1: yeah That's right.
0: Fuck. So was there people that when he was putting on the fat suit, you know, sort of looking at you, go, get another, no, another sandbag for the back. (laughs) Because I feel like that would be my life. Like as they they go, well, we've taken some photos three months ago when you audition, but then they don't account for I could have a relationship breakup. Mm. I could just go through a sad week and eat my, you know, own weight in something. Oh,
1: yeah. Ben and Jerry's brings out a new flavor. That's yeah, I mean, you don't know. Like, you know, you walk happen.
0: past KFC and they've just made a fresh batch of, oh. you know, um, gravy and now I'm drinking that, you know. And like, you don't know. Anything and can then, happen. Yeah. Mm. And then they go, oh, we're going to need more sandbags for the back or, you know, <laughs> more padding around the love handle situation. <laughs> but that's a, that's the a kind of shit that you go, can you do that in
1: private? 100%. Why are you doing it in front of me? And, like, he's got this, like, six-pack of abs just shredded and then he's going to put on this fat suit and do unrealistic flips as me as a fat guy. Like, come on, man. What are you doing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. At least uh, do that in private and come out and – Pretend you're comfortable as anything.
1: Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, they're you know? struggling. The, yeah. Oh, just. Yeah, they
0: always do that. Oh, you know, when they sort of pretend like they strap like a pillow and two watermel- half mel- watermelons to a guy and like he's now pretending to be pregnant. Yeah. And then it's always like, oh, he can't get off the couch. I'm like, come on, you lazy cunt. Yeah, you can like, do it. You know. Yeah. yeah. You're just you're 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 faking the shit out of it. Yes. This. I'm
1: I've been doing it for twenty-nine years and I am in much worse shape than you. You have a yeah. six-pack under that fat suit. Move yeah. your ass.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to fucking do those those back you know when they do those jumps when they lie on their back and then flip up and they all of a sudden oh. just come in there. Those I mean there's no need yeah. for anyone to ever do that. That is just saying. Look at me. Yeah, yeah. I'm much better than you. Anytime
1: I see that, I'm like, what are you doing? Why are we, are we the same species? Like what's happening here?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless a red red ants have crawled up your asshole and Mm. is gnawing at your nuts. You don't need to ever do that. No.
1: You can just get up normally, you know, take 15 minutes, rock about, find a ledge.
0: Exactly. Just like
1: anyone (laughs) does, you know, just regular style getting up.
0: Um. Someone with a weird name to someone with a weird name. Don't you think um, it's sort of normalising foreign people in the public and, and you know, people have to say our names? Yes. How often, like every time I walk, before I go out on stage or whatever, MC will always come up to me, so I can just, how do you say your name? <laughs> so um, do you get the same?
1: All the time. And it's always yeah. 10 seconds before they go out on stage.
0: Always. You can tell the panic in their eyes. When they turn around, I go, Ursula, like normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And And, and for my last name, I give them a mnemonic. So even if they're across the room, they can get it. I go, Collar Car. Car, yeah.
0: Yeah. Collar Car. car. Yeah. That's why I think it's important people don't change their names. Like you could have been Gary Smith.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, that's why I uh, know. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of Sirajas out there.
1: Exactly. That's why I decided not to, you know, like use a stage name or just have my last name be like my first letter of my last name. A lot of people yeah. do that just to like simplify things. And yeah. in the short term, it's easier to look you up. But in the long term, A, it's just nice to look at your whole name and be like, yeah. that's my name.
0: If they like what they see, they're going to find you. Yeah. And so far, I mean, the weirdos find you too. Make no mistake. <laughs> Um, and if you go on your socials, very funny. You've got a photo at your graduation where you're reading a book, um, <laughs> civil engineering for dummies. You civil engineer, you're a nerd. You're I, a big yeah,
1: like yeah. Nerd. I have, I have. And I remember the first night after we shot that show, and when yep. we went and grabbed a drink, you, me, and Nizim, uh, oh, yeah. you were you sitting there, and Nazim was like, oh, "I think I'm a nerd." Do you reckon he's a nerd? And you were like, he's definitely, he's an engineer. He's definitely yeah. a nerd.
0: <laughs> you you emanate nerd. Like I could even, even if you hadn't said anything, you could just tell you're, you're at that level where you're smart enough that your parents would have been disappointed that you got into the arts.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, initially, mum was like, it's a nice hobby, but you're yeah. not leaving engineering, are you? And I was like... You know, let's, let's see how things go. And she's terrified. Until she watched a Bollywood movie um, yeah. called Tamasha. Uh, and yeah. in that, this guy that's like working this nine to five pursues uh, initially a failed career in acting and then like gets excited by it and, and lives that life. And then she saw that and she was like, maybe that can be my boy. And she yeah. came around. It
0: was- Look at that Bollywood coming through <laughs> for another month.
1: <laughs>
0: There's sort of that expectation, especially if you're immigrant. immigrant, yeah. where you have to succeed. Failure is not an option.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm only child, so... Oh, the, oh, oh,
0: bro, what a big... I'm at least the youngest of three.
1: Yeah, yeah. So everything was make or break. It's this kid yeah. achieving or the whole family line just falling on its ass. Stop, yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. my dad's an engineer. My grandpa's an engineer. My great-grandfather, all civil engineers, right? So I'm like the fourth... Like, you know, the phantom comics, the ghost who walks yeah. one after another, they yeah. become like, we're all, I'm the worst engineer in just generations of engineers, but at least yeah. I was an engineer until I left it. And that's when everyone was like, oh my God, panic stations. Like what, what are we yeah. going to do? But luckily they've come, come around.
0: Yeah. I mean, at least you still have the certificate. You can put that on the wall. Your mom can sort of talk about that. Yeah. yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. At, at tea parties and stuff. Cause that's always the thing. Uh, but yeah, when I, when I also said I'm going to become a stand-up comic, my mom was like, wait, so you're leaving a job with a steady income that you know is secure and that's a good job to go and what, talk to drunk people at night? Yeah. And I'm like, well, when you put it simplistic like that, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yes, yes, I'm doing yeah. that. <laughs> Hey, Siraj, you work in movies. Like you just did a movie or that series with Melissa McCarthy on Netflix. Yep. Now I've worked on some shows and I'm sure you've worked on some shows and I know we've worked on shows together where um, not everyone is pleasant. Not everyone is pleasant. But this is what I reckon I appreciate when someone's straight up, you know, I've been on a show where the person that's going to be a total nightmare uh, has a handler that comes out and goes, this person's a total nightmare. <laughs> um, Make sure you don't look at them. Don't talk to them. Don't look to the sides. Don't just do your job and we're all going to go home on time. And I appreciated that. I knew exactly what to do. I walked out, just did my job and went home. Yeah. I was happy for it. I got my invoice paid on time. There was no drama before or after. I have no, you know, worries in my heart. About any of that shit. But it's when these bitches come out of the sides and you don't expect
1: it. You're blindsided (laughs) because when they have the handler, right, that's like the parental advisory on the album, right? Like yeah. you know what you're buying. No no one's buying GTA and going, Oh, what? There's violence in this? Like so Exactly. Yeah.
0: It's like when you get that one hot corn chip that's the hottest thing on earth and that but the packaging says it all. Yeah. You're gonna do this shit to yourself. You have a choice. You have a choice here, you do it or you don't do it. So if you're gonna eat that fucking corn mm. chip, don't afterwards bitch your moan and say, my assholes on corn. Exactly.
1: For but it. if someone but- slipped that into a Doritos, suddenly that's a big can now words.
0: we're now we're having a problem. Now I'm not now I'm not impressed because now my asshole's on fire and I've got my rage on. Yep. And it's like these people occasionally you get someone who just comes in real wildfire yeah. and tries to fuck it up for everyone. Yeah. Um I, so I reckon there should be a global safe word <laughs> for when there's a person like that and how we can get rid of them
1: yeah. on the job. Yeah.
0: Without getting HR involved.
1: Yeah. Maybe like they get assigned a handler. Maybe there's like a handler in tow, just like in a penalty box. And then you go, all right, if everyone votes that this person needs the handler. Everyone says the word.
0: You gotta go. Then yeah. Okay. So instead of HR, I think let's get rid of HR. Yeah. I don't think it works. I don't think it's a threat. Like people are still getting groped and saying inappropriate shit at work. Yeah. I think what we need is that, like a referee yeah. with a like and we but we get the whistles. If all of us blow the whistle, yep. then that referee comes in, yellow cards, that person, and they're off. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like it. It Needs to yeah. happen because HR is just, yeah. you know, everyone just patting each other on the back and uh, half yeah. the time the problems are coming from inside HR anyway. So you're like, exactly. what's happening here? It's like
0: Gary and HR is the fiddling yeah. one at the Christmas Who's party. watching
1: the watchers, I- right?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and it's always just like, well, we're going to send you on a thing so, you know, you're not as bigoted or you're not as racist or you're not as fiddly-deedy. Yeah. But it's like, no, just let's just get the yellow card out. Like, it should all be sports approach. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. It's doing a couple of hours of online training is suddenly not making this person not a pest. Yeah,
0: exactly. Eh? Now they're just irritated because they had to watch the online shit. Oh. And now, yeah. now they're irritated and a pest. Yeah, even more dangerous.
1: Yeah, yeah. And maybe they've learned how to avoid being detected as a pest based on what tests we've given them.
0: Exactly, because now we've given them the background. Hey, when you started doing Mm. stand-up, because people at your work or, you know, your friends have said you're funny or whatever, but who is your inspiration? Like, were you following Kiwi or international, or do you follow Indian comics um, and go, these guys are... I, My thing. I was
1: watching uh, So before I started For like many years I wanted to try it But it felt so divorced from reality It felt like this thing That only happens on television And in big theaters or whatever And it's like I, How can anyone just off the street Kind of try that kind of thing um, but I was obsessed in consuming standup, like any special that came out on any streaming platform, I'd be watching it. In fact, the, the way I started is uh, kind of funny with um, I first signed up for an open mic in Brisbane. Uh, this was like yeah. mid 2016. And I the week before I went up, I went to the venue because they had the weekly mic. I wanted to see what it's yeah. like because I'd never seen one before. And oh, wow. this guy...
0: Wait, so you have you been to a live comedy show before or you've just never been to open mic? I had
1: been to live comedy shows before. I'd never been to okay. an open mic before. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So the week before I went for my set, I went, let me go check it out, the lay of the land, what it's like. Mm-hmm. And this guy goes up and um, in a five-minute set for four minutes, he just bombs horribly. Then he turns on the audience starts attacking them, going, I'm smarter than you guys. I I have a law degree, this and that. I've studied this. And just, it's getting so weird, so strange. And then someone in the front just leans back and goes, enough. And that just (laughs) cascades through the audience in agreement. Everyone, everyone shares that, like, unspoken. Everyone agrees. Yeah, it is enough. And just the, The secondhand pain And just the fucking devastation That was there I went home Immediately cancelled my spot Didn't do a spot For six more months
0: Wow (laughs) Wow This is why I tell people Don't do research (laughs) You're the, you're the perfect walking example. I always say to people when they go, you know, how do you start? I go, balls to the wall, just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't listen to other people's shit. Just go. But it's that. That thing right there, that schedule. And I mean, this guy's a lawyer. Like, lawyers aren't funny. Get the fuck off stage, bro.
1: <laughs> like- <laughs> oh, yeah. The first time, like, I got a laugh from an audience, I was like, this is the best feeling, I want to do this until I'm like 85 and, you know, like I fall over, I want to keep doing it.
0: I've never used drugs, but the first time I got that laughter from the audience and that rush that hits you, I understood why comedians don't retire.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Hi, um, let me ask you something. Your Australian partner, she's getting used to, because she's a white
1: girl, yeah,
0: and she has to get used to, you know, how brown families fight and staying over and hospitality and the food, the food thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There was this uh, aunt of mine that would, um, anytime, uh, you know, you go over, you have dolls and like uh, small cups, you know, and you have it with rice and things like that. And the doll is super hot, right? It's like boiling hot. And then the only way you stop, additional food from coming onto your plate is by physically blocking your plate with your hand. Cause if you say, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Your plate is full of food. Well, what are you doing? Yeah. You, you caught yeah. sleeping there. So you block yeah. the thing with your hand, but sometimes even that wouldn't work because then it's a game of chicken starts pouring the hot dal into the bowl. Either your hand is getting second degree burns or you're getting more yeah. food up to you.
0: Yeah. I have to tell you the story. So, Um, For my friend, um, Marianti, who moved, uh, a Greek girl, she moved to Australia. She lived in Melbourne for many years. She's now in Brisbane. Mm. So for her 30th, we went to, we drove down and it was like a four-hour drive. Coming back, all four of us are in the car. So Sean Govinda is an Indian guy. Marianti Kiparos, a Greek girl. Then um, Zonika Boota is an Afrikaans girl. And then my mum. Is um, Afrikaans So we drive back And I drop everyone off So it's not like here In Australia or New Zealand Where you can just drop a mate And keep going Because if you do that You better never go back to that house Because you're being a disrespectful fuckhead So we drive up to the first house And it's Sean's house, right? So we all get out She goes, sit Because it's like 6 o'clock Sit So we eat I'm like, thank you so much Then from there I go and drop off... Zonika, who, who is the Afrikaans girl, and her dad is busy with a braai, which is a barbecue, and he goes, come in, come in, we're eating. I'm like, ooh. So now, uh, uh, and myself, and Zonika sort of, we can't say we've just eaten at Sean's house because then that causes a, you know, oh, you'll eat there, you'll eat his <laughs> mum's food, but you won't come eat our oh. food. So we go, all right, so we just sit there and we eat the food. Now, I'm so full, so <laughs> then I go to Marianthe's house, I go drop her off. <laughs> And I go in, uh, hello, Mrs. Kapooros, how's it going? She goes, oh, Sid, I cook for you. I go, oh, no, thanks. We just ate at Sean's house and at Zonika's house. I cannot eat again. She's like... Oh, you don't like chicken? I said, no, no, I love chicken. Good, I'm making chicken. Sit. So I'm like, okay, so now, so she gets out all the food and she starts making it. I'm like, oh, God. And then for dessert, she goes, for dessert, I'm like, I'm so full, I can't fucking move at this point. And I'm like, Mrs. said, like, I'm so full. Oh, you don't like baklava? I'm like, no, no, I love baklava. I get your baklava. And so she's got these two massive. <laughs> Then I go home and my mum is cooked for me too. I go, don't even, I cannot. I said, I just ate at three different houses, not to offend any of these aunties, and I am so full, I have to go lie flat on the floor and just cry for a yeah. bit. It was
1: insane. The um, outing itself was an hour and then the return trip was four hours.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was blown away, yeah. honestly, when, when and I didn't really notice it as much. Before my mum and my family moved over, I was like, oh, these people have no fucking mother.
1: Yeah, yeah. When I first went into <laughs> primary school and it was like, oh, yeah, no, just call this person by their name or whatever. I'm like, what?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And the, in fact, the first day I was in primary school, 11 years old in Brisbane, I uh, stood up when uh, talking to the teacher during the role. Because in India, when you're talking to the teacher, you got to stand up, right? Oh, don't
0: they not stand up here? No.
1: They're just sitting on oh. the floor. Good morning, miss. And just like...
0: Oh, shit. I didn't know because I never went to school. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, It's all just sitting down, maybe snacking on something, just lying down. Morning, miss. Morning. It's oh, unbelievable. There was just... The strictness was so much in so many different things. Um, like, yeah. the, the, like talking out of turn, talking back to your teachers... I've seen students just yell abuse back at a teacher and just nothing happens. And I'm like, what kind of superpower is this? What is happening? In India, we had this music teacher that, you know, the chalkboard duster with the wooden handle? Oh, yes, yes. Anytime. I know
0: it very well. Anyone
1: would talk, she'd pick it up and just peg it at the kid.
0: I'm not even kidding. I've got a scar on my forehead (laughs) right there where I got connected with one in math class. (laughs) Because I wouldn't
1: stop talking. Some of those teachers are like ninjas with that stuff, with how accurate they are. But this teacher, she would miss all the time. So a polite, innocent kid that's just sitting up and being nice would just get (laughs) clocked in the head. And then instead of apologizing, she would go, let that be a lesson to you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I know. That's like that's my mum's approach. I I would even call it out now. I I called it out a few years ago. I said, you know, once you gave me a hiding, and I I said the situation. I said, I, I never did that. She goes, yeah, but I'm sure I missed a few times why she gave me a hiding.
1: <laughs> Like getting speeding tickets in case you're going to speed in the future.
0: There's no there's no apologies. My mum still said to me two years ago, no, maybe when I was, I think I was 44, 45, uh, you know, a few years ago, she's like, you're not too old for a hiding. I said, I think I'm officially too fucking old for a hiding now. Like, I think there must be a, um a hey, tell me about the time you guys tried to have McDonald's when you just got oh to my God.
1: Australia. So, uh, 11 years old, come in, new country. In fact, the first day we land, we land in Brisbane at like seven in the evening, and my dad freaks out. Uh, he goes, I think there's been an evacuation, right? I think there's some kind of oh, emergency. There's no people. There's no people. So then, that first day, first of all, he freaks out that there's no one there, and then he asks someone and they go, "No yeah, it's never busy after like five o'clock in Brisbane and he's like, "Oh my God, what kind of place have we come to?" And then um my parents are vegetarian at the time, you know growing up with them, I was vegetarian as well, and so we're trying to look for vegetarian food at nighttime, right. Yes. first of all it's hard enough to find it during the day but then at night nothing's open so we see oh, yeah. familiar golden arches mcdonald's and we go oh great because the mcdonald's we're used to there's eight different vegetarian burgers in india there's a makalu tikki yeah. which is oh every time i go back to india that's my first stop not the like
0: Okay, what what is it? So I know if I ever go, I'm going to get it. Yeah,
1: that. so the mak alu tikki, it's the most uh, popular burger at the McDonald's there. It's got this green sauce, which I guess like has like mint and all that kind of other stuff. And then wow. the patty is like a potato patty and crumbed. And it's just, oh, it is perfect. Wow. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, so then we go in to McDonald's in Australia and we go, hey, what vegetarian burgers and stuff do you have? And they go, we don't have any vegetarian burgers. I'm like, okay, all right. So then we try to go slowly through the menu. Eventually, we walk out with fries and green apples because that's all they had. And wow, we had never seen green apples in our life. Because green apples, first of all, it started in New South Wales a couple of hundred years ago. The Granny Smith, um, she accidentally like cross-pollinated different kinds of apples and accidentally invented green apples, right?
0: Oh, wow. See, you can learn on this podcast. That's (laughs) right.
1: And so in India, it's just all red apples, right? Sweet apples. And so we've got these green apples and now we're feeling like we're on Krypton or something, right? You know how in cartoons they show a different planet and the trees are blue and the sky is purple and the fruits are a different color? That's what it feels like. I'm holding an apple and it's a completely different color. But we go, oh, I'm sure it tastes like a regular apple. Take a big heaping bite out of it. The explosion of bitterness in the mouth was more intense than any, like, oh, I, I any other, like, over the years Any racial slurs That have been heaped on us All of that Can wash off our back But that Explosion of bitterness By a fruit That we trusted I believed in you Apple yeah. And in my Most trying yeah. time It's let me down And oh That was that was rough
0: Have you had green uh, Like have you developed a taste for green apples Not sauce? even slightly still I often? think
1: I'm still scarred I don't like them either yeah, They're so bitter yeah. And people are like Oh you yeah. can prepare it In pies And other things It's like Watering no. it down with other ingredients is not a great selling point for it.
0: Yeah, no, that's like, it's like when I go, I don't like Brussels sprouts and people go, wow, you haven't tried it with, and I'm like, yeah, but (laughs) if it can't stand on its own two fucking legs, I don't want it. Why do I have to work yeah. for it? I don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put, no. you put it I'm on top I'm of am. a
1: pizza, it's going to taste fine. It's because the pizza is great, not because it's doing something magical.
0: Yeah. Hi, Um. let me ask you, what's the thing about other people that shit you to absolute
1: death? Oh, my God, yes. So uh, there's – I have a list of, like, things that shit me about others, shit me about myself, and I don't know where they fall in. So I'll give you the things yeah. – and you can tell me whether it's a me problem or a them problem. Yeah. Okay? I'm thrilled. I'm
0: thrilled. Let's
1: uh. go. <laughs> so, first of all, like, open coffers. When someone coughs openly, it freaks me out so much. I... I I thought it was fine. I thought I had it under control. But literally two days ago in front of Town Hall, someone open coughed and I ran across the road without checking for traffic.
0: I'd also rather be hit by a (laughs) tram than staying. that.
1: (laughs) I'm like, it takes one second for you to pull the elbow up. And I was like, but realize that that's the worst way to die. Like at my eulogy, they're like, he tried to dodge a cough. And that's why he died.
0: (laughs) No, I I would understand. No, it's not a you thing. People should fix it. Okay, good. So
1: that's one. Um, Another one. And I think this is a me thing that I need to figure out and deal with. Like me and my partner, when we watch a movie, right, like together we'll pick a nice movie and like we'll wait for each other to watch it or whatever. And then within two minutes, she's on her phone right and she's on her phone for like the whole thing and i'm like we're trying to watch it together you know we're trying to have a shared communal experience where like something funny can happen and we can be like haha we can share that moment or whatever she's just gone sometimes she's got videos playing she's got an airpod she's got like sales videos and stuff i'm like what is happening come on share this moment please
0: so i hate that too like you see people at the cinema Um, on their phone. I'm like, why are you here? (laughs) Like, you're just wasting your money now. But, no, I mean, that's literally, like, uh, let me, this is a little message for her. What's her name again? Emily. Okay, Emily, here's a little message for you. Read the phone news uh, while you're watching a movie. My ex-wife used to do that all the time.
1: (laughs) Put the phone down. (laughs) Stay in the relationship. (laughs) Another one, and I think this might be a bit of a me, bit of a thing. It's like when I'm sitting uh, next to someone, like whatever kind of like, whether it's theater seating, whatever, and when they cross their legs and their shoe, the sole of their shoe, the same shoe that's been in every public bathroom and all that is hovering an inch from my knee from my pant. I'm like, mm. I can't sit comfortably. I can't feel at no. ease when it's like they're like right there doing like tai chi of torture, just just so yeah. close with like the filth on the sole. And I'm just, yeah. I, I got to be like, dude, can you cross your legs the other way, please?
0: I had a friend walk into my hotel room once, hop on my bed with their shoes on. <sighs> I'm like, get the fuck out. I don't allow shoes in my house for exactly that reason. No one comes in. I once had a a plumber come in and he wouldn't take his shoes off to come and work on the dishwasher. And I I said, then get out. (laughs) I don't want you here. And I'd waited two days for that guy. But I would wait two months for another guy that will take his shoes off. Thank you so much for coming on the
1: podcast. Oh, good. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed me chatting to Siraj and you enjoyed listening about Famous women, what you should do is go back and go listen to Sarah Millikan's episode. We had such a crack up. If you can figure out what we're saying through the laughter, you'll have a great time. Go have a listen.